What is good, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Bird Flock Podcast. If you're wondering why I look so great for everyone watching on YouTube, just got off the golf course, played absolutely horrible, in case you were wondering. <laughs> but uh, it is week three of the CFL season. The Alouettes are still 1-0, by week last week. But uh, it is game week officially. The Montreal Alouettes are taking on the Hamilton Tiger Cats in Hamilton. Coming off a of bye week, obviously. Coming off quite the week, too. Uh, Shaner, what are your thoughts heading into this week? <clears throat> I think I'm tired of the disrespect. Yeah, I've had enough. I said <clears throat> it every week. I have officially had enough. It's absolutely ridiculous that a team that is 0-2, I do not care who they have played, is ranked higher than a 1-0 team. In the Makes same, no in the same division. Uh, I don't give I a shit who they played, by the way. I don't. I, I know I, everyone I was coming at me in my in the comments saying, "Well, they played Toronto and Winnipeg." Yeah, and they looked pretty shit mm-hmm. in those games too. Yeah, so. I, I I really do not care. I think uh, a lot's going to be proven this weekend. The boys are going to come out. They're going to be buzzing. Um, but also, just like to say, Saskatchewan at four is kind of wild. But anyways. Also agreed with that. We're, we're, not, we're not talking about the, about these boys. Um, I'm excited for the game. It's been it's been a process. Obviously, our followers and listeners know what happened last time the Alouettes played a game, and I was in a coma. Yep. But um, so I'm excited to see the boys. I guess for the first time, um, live on TV. Obviously, we'll not be in Hamilton watching that game. Um, are you? I know. Last time we talked, you said there was a possibility. Not. Uh, it's not going to line up too well. The Jays. Oh. Uh, yeah, the Jays uh, open up right around the same time as the Owls kick off. I thought it was an afternoon game, but uh, uh-uh. I thought they were playing. Saturday. They're playing. Uh, they're playing Friday. Brutal. Anyway, so the boys are going to be uh, enjoying the game from from different areas, and I'm excited. I mean. Uh, I think the team knows that there's a lot of disrespect going around their, their name right now, and they're coming out, and they're going to prove something. Um, so I'm excited to watch them come out and, and, and go crazy. Yeah, I mean, before we get into the game, um, the, the, the most confusing thing for me at this point is just the roster in general, I think. Obviously, it's no secret we have a lot of guys on the six-game IR that are going to come back, and they're going to be everyday guys, right? Greg Ellingson, Tyson Philpott, Raheem Wilson. And then even on the one game IR, you have Fletch, you have a bunch of other guys. I I don't see, if you look at the lineup, where we're cutting from when those guys are healthy, right? We have one roster spot right now um, to kind of transition into our main point with the surprising cut of uh, of Brian Herlimana. I I really don't, that one really came out of nowhere. I think we were already kind of bitching and complaining about the depth at linebacker. And we were also complimenting the shit out of the punt coverage team and just the special teams in general. And then you go away and take a guy, you go take away a guy that's on literally every single special teams unit at your least depth position. And you just release him. I'm I'm that, that move really confused me. It confused me even more because of what school he went to, um, right? I was going to say. Yeah, so I, again, for everyone, I played with Brian, and there's no way in hell this is a character thing. 
There's no way because Brian is the, the greatest guy I've ever played with. One of the best leaders I've ever played with. You see him in all those post-game videos. You know, For you guys listening, I'm sure you know when the Alouettes win. They There's always a video in the locker room of them smacking this, this desk in the middle of the locker room with as many points as they want, as they scored in the win. Brian is always the guy leading that. Um, and again, it just seemed really, really out of the blue. Um, and obviously, again, going back to the school that he went to, um, he went to the University of Montreal, obviously where Danny Machocha is from, where Byron Archambault came from. Um, you know, pieces of our defense, Decois from University of Montreal. I- I'm really, really surprised by this move. Look, I, I was very surprised. I know me and you have obviously talked about it. I was very surprised by the move also. But what's even more surprising is I thought there was a move coming after it. Yeah. And there was not. There wasn't. No. So that's what I, that's what I'm confused about. If you if you like release Brian and and sign Pat Levels or something along those lines or brought in anyone, I would be okay. I I get it. I don't like it. Still, it's a homegrown talent. It's a Montreal kid. I I get it. I don't like it. But th- for nothing to follow it. I, I, I really don't get it. It's exactly what I thought was the possibility of coming was a guy like Pat Levels. Yeah. Or just a linebacker at all. And it just sitting here a couple days later, I'm still sitting here waiting. Not even like a rumor. Nothing. No. So the only the only thing I can think of is Bryce Notree is now coming off the one game injured list. And I could see him maybe sneaking in there and, and taking up that roster spot. It doesn't feel necessary, and it definitely doesn't feel necessary, especially knowing we have three fucking fullbacks on the roster, which I will never understand. Like, I, Machocha loves them, but to have three fullbacks on the roster and, like, five linebackers on the entire roster doesn't make sense to me. But who am I to who am I to judge here? But Yeah, and then, like you said, like, linebackers are, are, are a big part of the special teams, and they are in, on every team, so I don't know. I, I – I don't know. Maybe there was a request for the release. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the whole all the details, obviously, but it just doesn't it doesn't make sense. And just even the fact that how quickly he was picked up. Yeah. So that's another thing that's confusing. So Herb Zerkowski reported that Saskatchewan is signing Brian, but then I haven't heard anything else other than Herb. I haven't heard any Saskatchewan media's announced it, any Saskatchewan podcast pages, anything like that. Haven't heard that announcement, so I don't even know if that's true. Um, but he's going to get picked up, uh, without yeah. a doubt. Uh, a Canadian special teamer that can play on defense, started games for us last year. There's no doubt he's going to get picked up. Yeah, yeah, it's just shocking. It was, it was shocking. <laughs> it's still shocking. It's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Maybe maybe it was just too quick to, to bring in another player. Maybe there is a, a move that's coming, but I was just surprised that if you're going to do it, have one lined up. Yeah, and also if you're going to do it, do it at the beginning of the bye week. Yeah, agreed. Like you kind of did it at the, at the very end of the bye week. Do agreed. it at the beginning of the bye week. Get your ducks in a row. But anyways, but kind of tying back to my first question, when Tyson Ellingson, Raheem Wilson – Walter Fletcher, that's four guys that are going to be in your lineup. Where do these cuts come from? I don't, I like, that's what I'm struggling to see. And even if you look at the depth chart, like receivers, there's obviously guys I'd rather sit for Tyson and Greg, obviously. But there's also guys that aren't going to want to be on the practice squad that are going to have to sit. There's got to be a trade coming. There's got to be something coming. 
even if it's two guys out and one guy comes in, yeah, there's got to be something coming coming in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's, it's weird that there's like literally no rumors about it. Yeah, there's no one. It's like it's so hush hush right now in Montreal. No one really knows what's going on. You want to start a rumor right now? Go on. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've heard it here first. The first bird flock official rumor is about to be dropped by our very own Dawson Spooner. I don't even know if I really have one here. All right. Well, let's fuck it. Oh, Pat Levels oh. is coming to Montreal. Oh, baby. It's I, I talked to his agent. No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, no, I yeah. I, I really I, I have nothing. I have nothing. It was a super surprising move. The roster just confuses me this year. And maybe it's because I'm paying attention to it more than this year than any other year because we're doing this. Um, but it just feels it feels like there's too many guys almost. There's too many guys at too many at different positions, and there's not enough guys at other positions. There's no balance in this team. Like like we said, why is there three fullbacks? Yeah. I, I that I'll never understand. But anyways, nonetheless, we're gonna go into this week's <clears throat> game happy note. Yeah. And just talk about what we think's about to happen on Friday night. Yeah. So the biggest thing from this game announced yesterday, if you're listening on the day we released this, today, if you're me and Shane, um, Bo, Bo Levi Mitchell is not playing for Hamilton. It's going to be the former Alouette lining up under center for the Tiger Cats, Matthew Schultz. Um, obviously, we saw Bo go down with a lower body injury in the second half of their game this week with the Argonauts. Um, that's a huge loss for Hamilton. That That, that is huge. Um, look, I think Bo or Schultz, I think the Alouettes are honestly the clear-cut better team. I think the way Hamilton's offense operated in the first two weeks – I think Montreal's defense would have had a field day. Um, but anytime you can get one of the best CFL quarterbacks not to play against your team, I'll take it. Uh, first ballot Hall of Famer. First ballot Hall of Famer. Him and uh, Travis Lule. Went, they had their years where they just went off. And it was just after Calvio retired. And I was like, fuck, I don't want them to break Calvio's record. Like, oh, my God, I'm going to lose my mind. And it was always those two. And it was fucking Bo Levi because he was, he was disgusting for so long. Yeah. Um, but no, any thoughts on, you know, him sitting out, what that means for Hamilton and more importantly, you know, what that means for how Montreal kind of game plans for this game. I mean, speaking of Hamilton quickly, I think it gives a different dynamic to the offense, which is kind of crazy to say, because like we were saying, Bo Levi Mitchell is first ballot hall of famer and maybe a top 10 quarterback of all time in the CFL. Yeah. Um, but the the ability that Matthew Schultz has with his legs, I think, is one that Bolivar Mitchell doesn't have in his game, especially at this point in his career. Mm-hmm. And we've seen Hamilton use packages of Schultz, uh, especially last year, uh, in running the ball. But in terms of Montreal, I think it obviously this late into what it is, it, it kind of throws a, a wrench in their plans and. They spent the whole bye week probably preparing for for Bo Levi Mitchell, mm-hmm. uh, just to come in and <laughs> the week you come in is uh it, it's changed. But um, now you now you know the passing attack is not going to be as as aggressive, um, as it would have been with Bo. Uh, 
But to sit here and say that Montreal probably wasn't preparing for a Matt Schultz package anyways. It, it they knew be, they knew Bo Levi was hurt. They knew there was yeah. a very big possibility he wasn't playing either. Exactly. It, it would be false to sit here and say that that Thorpe and and, and Moss and, and them have, have been sitting there and not realizing that there's going to be a Matthew Schultz package, even if Bo Levi Mitchell is playing in this game. 100%. So um, I think they're ready for it. Um, and I think they have that. The boys are, like I said, the boys are hearing all these things of the CF being disrespected in the CFL. They sat there on their bye week. They got ready to play. I know it's an early bye week, and we talked about that last week, how we hate it. But their bodies are ready to go. They're in good shape here. Um, I'm sure the staff has had them those game plans as perfect as they can right now to go against this team that they've been preparing for for two weeks. So I'm very confident that Montreal is coming out with a win in this game. I think they're sitting right now at plus two and a half. Hammering. Are they underdogs? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Even with the Bo Levi Mitchell news, they are still underdogs. Really? Yeah. Shit. Unless it changed in the last, like, hour and a half. That's wild. That's wild. And I don't know if you – did you watch the uh, – They are still sitting at minus two and a half. Uh, plus two and a half. That's crazy. That is wild. Wow. Did you watch the uh, the Tiger-Cats-Argos game? I did. I don't know if you noticed. Like, this team – it seems like there's a chemistry issue, a major chemistry issue. Um, I don't know if you noticed this, but Tim White at one point, he was catching like a little screen and someone missed their block and he got blown up and I don't yeah. blame him. But he like turned around, sort of freaking out at his, his slot. And then he just like, he started punching, like he, he threw a punch. And I forget who the announcer for the game was, but they were like, yeah, like I get it. You just got lit up, but like do that on the sideline. It's also week two. Yeah, it's also like, but I think it, we had we had talked about it last week, and even against the, their week one game against the Bombers, mm-hmm. it was just like these guys are not celebrating together. They're not they're not playing for each other right now. And I, like I said last week, it's a lot of new guys in the locker room. Mm-hmm. A lot of new guys have to learn a new system. But still, it's like I've never seen a professional team just fall apart completely chemistry wise in week two. Yeah, a hundred percent. And if Edmonton can hold it together, fucking Hamilton, you can hold it together. Yeah, like, but even even Hamilton fans, like on on the CFL power rankings post, they were like, "How are we not ninth? Like, da, 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 like they were. But then there's the other ones are like, "How are we not third? We played this Great Cup champion and the Argos, or then the Winnipeg." Like, yeah. shut up. Yeah, exactly. But it's also, you know, everybody's gonna have their argument for it. But I, I don't know. I see, um, obviously. People listening to this are going to hear the bias in my voice, but Montreal, it, it, their defense would have had a field day. Yeah. Their DBs would have been locking up their, their receivers all day, and then the run game was just not there for, for Hamilton. No. Maybe now with Schultz it is. And can we also talk about how uh, their defense, Brady Oliveira put up 171 yards on them in week Brady one? Brady Oliveira is disgusting and william standback is currently standing in our backfield yeah so all your complaints and probably walter fletcher too yeah so everybody's complaining about that and that doesn't even mention antwi so everybody's complaining about whatever uh if the passing game's not working what's montreal gonna do okay give it to the best running back in the cfl 
we also have one of the most athletic quarterbacks in the CFL yeah. that can get involved in that run game and opens up exactly. the run game completely as well. Exactly. Too. But Montreal yeah. pretty well could end this game with like 300 rushing yards. Yeah, 100%. But jumping over to the offense, um, I'll be completely honest. I don't know much about Hamilton's defense. Um, I, know, I know they're very new, right? They lost huge pieces, right? They lost JSN or J- – no, not JSN, fucking – Javon Santos Knox, JSK. <laughs> um, obviously lost Jamal Roll, lost Siante. So it's it, it's a it's a different defense for sure. I don't know much about them. Um, but more focusing on the Alouettes offense, I think you hit it right on the head, right? I think it's gonna be a super run heavy scheme, at least to start out, right? Um, see how Hamilton adjusts, and then we like 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 we saw with in, in week one with Austin Mack, with Kayon. We have the ability to blow the top off a team, right? So um, I think setting up the run game is going to be huge. And I think it could be huge to setting up the pass game, right? If if, if Stanback goes for 65 yards in the first quarter, right? The pass game's wide open for the rest of the night. Yeah, and I think Montreal is perfectly happy winning a football game 13 to 10. I don't think they have any problems, especially without their two two top wide receivers and they're going to go sit here and if they win this game go 2 and 0 I don't think they have any problems with only having mm-hmm. let's say they win 13-10 with only having whatever 32 points on the season through two games and w- being 2 and 0 I don't think they have too many problems with that no I agree I I, I could totally care less uh, yeah. I'm I'm right there with them but so I know it, it depends a lot on results of other games and how this game plays out but Let's say Montreal does beat Hamilton. How can you justify Montreal not being top four, top five in the power rankings? I mean, they definitely have to be the second team in the East. Have to be. Have to be. Uh, just sitting here looking at the schedule quickly. I think Saskatchewan, if they win, they'll probably be ahead of them just because they're two and one. But right. one of the wins is against Edmonton, which... I think if I if I sat out there and got a group of twenty four guys to go out and play football at this point they if they're playing at Edmonton they could probably beat Edmonton. Oh yeah, like um, we, just quickly touching on that, how does Geno Lewis finish with under twenty receiving yards? How does he finish with nine yards? I don't understand. Nine yards. Oh, fucking Montreal think. would never, would no. never. But no. it's it's. I thought maybe he was hurt. Nope. It's the end of the corn dog era in Edmonton. It has to be. It's got to be. Got to be. It, it's got to be. You don't draft Ford and not put him in after this. No. If you want to go one more week with the corn dog, okay. Because you're playing Toronto, you want to ease uh, Ford in next week. I guess. Uh, after, well, against Ottawa, maybe. I guess. But whatever. Anyways. Um, yeah, I think. Edmonton, Ottawa are definitely behind them. Whoever loses Saskatchewan, Calgary has to be behind them. Mm-hmm. Hamilton has to be behind them. Yep. Um, Ottawa and Edmonton are fucking horrible. Yeah, that's four <laughs> four or five teams I just named that have to be behind them. Yep. And then, if imagine on January 1st, when we play the Bombers, I think. Imagine, July 1st. Imagine, yeah, July 1st. Imagine the shoot up the power rankings if we beat the Bombers. Oh, buddy, you got to be two or one or two, <clears throat> definitely. Have to be. 
All right, but let's let, let's focus in. Let's uh let's cross that bridge there when we get. Yeah, let's not get too too ahead of ourselves or too excited here. Obviously, Montreal in Hamilton Friday night, seven p.m. Eastern time. Um, Shaner, three factors, key factors that'll contribute to the Montreal Alouettes winning. And if you'd like, I can start. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Well, actually, we'll, we'll go one, 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 one. Right, My first right. key factor, um, and I think it's a factor in any single football game you play, that's going to be the performance of the offensive line, right? There is so much chatter right now, and I, I played O-line. I know. Everyone's talking shit, right? All, all the fucking skinny-ass receivers are like, fuck, see, you have one job. It's the block. I know, I know the O-line's been hearing it in the media all bye week. We, we dissected it a bit last week. I don't think um, the the six sacks in week one were entirely on the offense. Um, Stanback even came out and say that some of them were on him, right? And and like we said, I think three of the sacks came from halfbacks. Um, so they've been hearing it all week. And my first key factor for the win is going to be the Alouettes O-line showing up, protecting Cody. Um, but also, like, like we mentioned before, getting really involved in the run game, having and establishing a really strong run game. Um I think that's a huge key for this week. Yeah, my first one um, is is keeping Schultz in the pocket. Make him throw. Make him use his arm because as soon as he uses his feet, he's uh, a dynamic runner. Uh, literally design packages for this guy to, to run the ball. Uh, keep him – make him throw 35, 40 times. Uh, get pressure on him, but keep him inside the pocket where he can't – break a, a 30 to 40 yard run. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my second key is, is pretty identical and that's just get pressure to Schultz. Right. I I'm, I'm perfectly okay with him rolling out. If he has someone breathing down his neck 24 seven, I'm even more okay. If the person breathing down his neck is Jamal Davis, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, but that all stems obviously as, as anyone, you know, who, who knows the technicalities of football, that all stems from pressure up the middle, right? If you get that pressure up the middle with Mondo, um, with Antoine, with uh, Mustafa Johnson, that's going to force Schultz out of the pocket. And that is just an absolute field day for Nick Usher and Jamal Davis um, chasing him down. That is that is super crucial for me. And then kind of tied into that, I won't count it as my third point, but that's just, um, you know, the, the linebackers and DBs being aware of that and not letting something behind them on those, those broken plays, I guess we'll call them um, not an easy job. Obviously if, if you have to cover, if he breaks out of the pocket and you have to cover a guy for four or five, six more seconds or whatever it is, especially when one of those guys is Tim white, especially when one of those guys is Tim white, not an easy job. Um, but that, that, that is a huge key factor for me as well. Yeah. And, and number two is Montreal's run game for me. Um, can they get it going? Can they keep it? Uh, at a high level, like Winnipeg did in week one against Hamilton. Can they keep it? You know, I'm not saying Stanback has to put up 170 yards. That's not what I'm saying. Can he put up 90 to 100? Can Fajardo <laughs> put up 30? Mm-hmm. You know, can the team at total put up 250 to 300 yards rushing? Uh, slow the clock down. Keep the ball away from Hamilton. Keep the defense fresh. That's going to be a, a key factor in, in slowing this game down. For, for Montreal. Yeah. And my last one um, was one of my favorite parts of week one 
Um, we spoke about it. I tweeted out about it. Um, and it's just remaining consistent in the special teams area, right? Punt coverage was absolutely lights out. Dave, David Cote was four for four or five for five um, in week one. And like you said, the Owls are going to be perfectly content winning a game 13 to 10, 17 to 10, 17, 13, whatever it is. Um, and and in those tight games like that, your punt coverage has to be money, right? Because you're, you're pretty much playing the field position game the entire game. Um, you got to hit every field goal and every extra point you get because you're not getting into those those scoring ranges very often. Um, and just in general, you you can't allow big plays on special teams, whether that's kick return, um, punt return, anything like that. You just can't allow those big plays in a tight game like that. So um, just keeping the special teams consistent, um, I think, is, is a huge, huge key for, for week three. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to the offensive ball, uh, offensive side of the ball here um, and talk about Walter Fletcher if he's back. Um, obviously contingent on if he's back, but number three for me would be how they use him in the passing game. Yeah. I think that created too much pressure on Fajardo last game is because not to say that Stanback can't catch the ball, but he's not the threat that Fletcher is. Uh, leaking him out into the flat screen game with Fletcher is going to reduce uh, the amount of pressure that's coming in and the amount of times that people are going to try and blitz because they have to cover another weapon that Montreal has on the field with Walter Fletcher. So just the utilization of Walter Fletcher in the pass game and how it affects the O-line in the pass game. I love it. I love it. And then I I don't know if if you're going to recycle this answer for this next question I have here, but um, a player that you are most excited to see this week that you think will need to have the biggest impact in order for the Alouettes to win or just that you think will have a big impact in this game? Um, not necessarily that I that I think they need him to have one, but <clears throat> that I want him to have one. Um, Siante revenge game. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Give him three picks this week. I think I think that's, that's probably a, a bad answer based on the way he played week one. But <clears throat> Siante revenge game. Um, obviously I don't think, I don't know how it ended. I don't know if it ended badly there, but it's still, you know, your first game, something about it. Yeah. Your first game against that team, especially there, uh, you're, you want to come out and, and ball out in front of them. And, you know, no matter how, end, how it ended, you still want to ball out in front of them. So I'm going to go Siante revenge game in Hamilton. I love that. I love that. <laughs> so mine is, uh, is actually something that we spoke about last week. Um, and it's it's my inner O-line coming out. I'm really excited to see uh, Justin Lawrence, right? We mentioned how that center is really the quarterback of the O-line, right? He's calling out those blitzes. He's calling out everything. Um, and if if we want to have a, a solid run game, if we want to have, you know, Cody on his feet for the majority of the game, uh, he's going to have to be money, right? So I want to see how those relationships progress during the bye week, Um you know, how everything has gone since week one. Obviously, like I said, they have a chip on their shoulder, no doubt. The Owls as a, as a whole have a chip on their shoulder, um, but the Alouettes O-line have boulders on their shoulders. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm excited to see how he comes out. Obviously, the guy's an all-star, right? He's he's a he's a 2022 all-star. He's a nominal center. He's a unit. So I have no doubt whatsoever that he's going to pull through um, in this game, and I'm just excited to see it. Yeah, I think I think they definitely took the time. I'm sure they the communication is going to be there. Uh, I'm not worried about the O line uh, this week. No, 
And then the last question here, Shaner, before we end it off, give me a score prediction. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to throw out 24-16 Al's. Okay, I have 24-19 Al's. <laughs> oh, man. 24-19 Alouettes. The Alouettes, unfortunately, give up their first touchdown of the season on defense. But, uh, yeah, I have 24-19 Montreal Alouettes. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Um, a few messages before we get out of here. One, as always, as we said last week, go give our boys over at Alouette Central on Instagram a follow for all your breaking Alouette's news. Um, they're where I find out everything pretty much. Before they uh, before they cook up their graphics, they send us over some updates, some news, so we're the first to know. And obviously appreciate the hell out of them for that. And uh, second things second, gotta show it off. Oh, baby. If you're not watching on YouTube right now, head over to YouTube. Let me tell you. Um, so if you guys know, I ordered this jersey, the custom bird flock jersey, number 23, established 2023. Um, and I just added in the comments. I ordered it like a normal civilian. Um, not like the huge celebrities that we are. Um but I just added a little challenge in the notes for the owls. I said, hey, before you ship it out, feel free to uh, throw this in the locker room, see who wants to sign it. And boy, did they come out in numbers. We uh, This is going straight to a frame, first of all. Um, it'll be in the future Bird Flock studio. Ooh, spoiler. And uh, But first things first, we need to get a few more signatures on here. Uh, you guys know who you are. Uh, and obviously, everyone who signed it already, appreciate the hell out of you. These jerseys are so clean. Um, even not signed. Like, I kind of want to get one now, not signed, <laughs> that I can wear. I'm like, fuck. But uh, obviously, shout out to the Al. Shout out to Joey Alfieri for making that happen. The GOAT. Appreciate you, as always. Um, and the last message we have here, we still don't have it yet. So we will wear it on an episode very, 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 very soon. Um, but the Bird Flock merch is here. It will be in the description below. You guys can go check that out. Cop yourself a shirt, cop yourself a hoodie, anything like that. Um, and Shaner, any final messages before we send these fine folks off to the game Friday in Hamilton? Can't wait, man. Uh, boys are coming out. They got a lot to prove. Let's, uh, you know, be out there, all those fans out there. Make sure you're louder than Hamilton fans. Absolutely. And uh, we have a banger of an episode that Shaner just recorded dropping on Saturday. So after the Owls win, you go out Friday night, you celebrate, you wake up Saturday morning, boom, new episode of the Bird Flock dropped. And uh, we'll drop a few teasers throughout the week who the guest is. Really, really cool interview. I, I could give you guys a million guesses, and I don't think you guys would guess who it is. Um, but it's a really, really cool interview. Super pumped about that. And uh, can't wait for you guys to see that. But until then, go Owls go, baby. Go, oh, baby. <laughs>